this week in St. Louis, one of the most radical, progressive, revolutionary uses of the law in modern American history took place. I know, I know that means I have just pumped it up in a major way, but I saw something that both surprised and encouraged me and confirmed something that I believed but needed to see. I can't wait to tell you about it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Before we begin, I just have to say this. I am so glad to be back from the break. Uh, this podcast, I know, is not just the way that so many of you get news. It's uh, it's my favorite way to share the news. I, I prefer it over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, text message, TikTok, <laughs> anything, because it can convey emotion and long-form storytelling in a way that a tweet never could. And and listen, I say that as somebody who uses all of those platforms to the, to the max, I, I push them to their limits. But the ability to get on here and share with you vital news with urgency is really why we started this podcast in the first place. So glad to be back, glad to be speaking to you. Something happened in St. Louis this week, and I think it's so far the most important civil rights story of 2020. I know this is a, a new year, but I think it's going to be hard for very many things to top this. In St. Louis, they have two district attorneys. Uh, that's what we call them, district attorneys. Some places call them state's attorneys. Some people call them county prosecutors. But in St. Louis, they have a district attorney for St. Louis, the city, and they have a district attorney for St. Louis County. And we see that in many counties across the country. Some places only have one for the county or just one for the city, and it counts for the city and the county. But in St. Louis, they have a prosecutor for the city, St. Louis city proper, city limits, if you will, and they have a prosecutor for the county. And the circuit attorney for St. Louis, is what they call it, is a brilliant, bold woman, a brilliant, bold black woman named Kim Gardner. I admire her so very much. Her name should really be a household name. And what we're finding all over the country is that when white male prosecutors step out boldly, they get way more love and press than when black women step out to be bold district attorneys. We just see it. It's, it is the fact of the matter. And I have to even check myself and go over any way that I could have promoted that. You know, I'm personal friends with Chesa Boudin, who is the new district attorney of San Francisco. And 
And so, of course, I've promoted his candidacy and, and now his, his new position as DA. But I have to check myself, and I want all of us to check ourselves to say, hey, are we ever unknowingly, unwittingly, we hope that it's unknowing and un- unwitting, have, are we ever promoting privilege in ways that's problematic? And, and I, think, I think in some ways we have to confront it because Kim Gardner should be as well known as any district attorney in this country. And what she just did blows my mind. It confirms a dream I have for something that I am dying to do. It was, it is a confirmation for something I have been thinking about every day for the past year that I've just held to my chest. And the question is this, you know, we have not controlled this legal system. You know, we call it a legal system. It's not, it's not a justice system. That's for sure. Um, you know, we could call it the injustice system, but progressive people, people who believe in freedom and liberation, people who believe in equity and fairness, compassionate people have not been leading this system, period. And not only that, but the system is led by uh, primarily white male conservatives. And so it's rare when we get progressives in these positions, even liberals in these positions, but we're not even necessarily just speaking about conservative and liberal. We're speaking about compassion and heart. And Kim Gardner has all of those things, and she is one of a very small number of progressive black women prosecutors. And she just filed suit on Monday. In St. Louis, she is the first black chief prosecutor ever in St. Louis. And she is filing suit against the St. Louis Police Department, Sheriff's Office, their police union, which is headed up by a man that is an open bigot, an open racist named Jeff Rorta, a horrible human being who has literally gotten off of all social media because he was being banned and and suspended. You may not know this, but St. Louis is one of just a few cities around the country that has a white police union and a black police union. And I am good friends, dear friends, with many of the leaders of the black police union in St. Louis And let me tell you its name. It's the Ethical Society of Police. The Ethical Society. Listen, it doesn't say the Black Police Union. They call themselves ethical because they know the white police union is not. And this, the the ethical society there in St. Louis, the Black Police Union, uh, it has existed now for generations. That generations ago, Black officers in St. Louis knew that the official police union was not for them. And it's still not to this very day. And Kim Gardner just filed suit. And the basis of her lawsuit 
is the Ku Klux Klan Act of 1871. It's still law. The KKK Act of 1871 was designed to empower the federal government to push back against racist vigilante groups that had been terrorizing people all throughout the South, terrorizing primarily black people and black families and black organizations and black people in power all over the South, not just with words, but with actions, lynching and murdering black men, women, and children all over the South. And so in 1871, the KKK Act was passed designed to give the federal government power to intervene in those matters. And Kim Gardner has now filed a suit with the KKK Act of 1871, which has been modified over the years, saying that the St. Louis Police Officers Association and many of the affiliated groups that it is connected with is in essence, a racial hate group designed to primarily target, police, harass, and harm black people and other communities of color. Did you hear what I just said? She filed a suit. This is the top prosecutor in St. Louis filed a suit saying that She is not able to effectively overhaul the system. This is what her lawsuit says, which is what she was elected in 2016 to do. She is not able to effectively overhaul the system because white groups and white organizations that have whiteness at their core, at the center of their identity, have now coalesced with each other colluded with one another to fight back against any type of change she fights for. And she's not just talking about this in theory. She's talking about reforming policies on police murder, on use of force, on enforcing policies around the huge disparity in traffic stops of black drivers versus white drivers, which in St. Louis Black drivers are pulled over exponentially more than white drivers, even though white drivers have been found to have more illegal contraband and substances than black drivers in St. Louis. And so as she fights to figure out how she's going to reform the system, the St. Louis Police Officers Association and a whole network of, in essence, what are white hate groups are working together to block and stop not just any reforms that she puts forward, but any reforms that black elected officials all over St. Louis, that black police officers try to fight for. And in one fell swoop, as the top prosecutor in that city and county, she has filed suit against those groups, using the law to her advantage. And what's so powerful, is we're just now seeing things like this really for the first time in modern American history because we are just now seeing in modern American history what it looks like to have a woman like Kim Gardner running that system. 
Listen, I'll be back in just a second. I have a quick word from one of our brand new sponsors. We're so glad to have them here on board with The Breakdown, and I'll be right back. Hey, Breakdown listeners, it's a brand new year, and it's a great time to figure out smart ways to manage and invest your money, which is why we are so proud to have Robinhood, a company that I've used for years as a brand new sponsor of the podcast. Robinhood's investor toolkit is growing so you can do more with your money in 2020. Now on Robinhood, you can buy and sell fractional shares on Robinhood and even earn competitive interest on uninvested cash, all from the same account. As always with Robinhood, there's no commission fees on trades. There are no account minimums, which is great because it means all of us can invest there. So if you're an investor looking for a better, seamless trading experience, Stop waiting and join the 10 million strong Robinhood users. And get this, listeners can get started right now with a free stock by going to seanking.robinhood.com. Again, that's Sean King, S-H-A-U-N-K-I-N-G.robinhood.com. Now listen, all investments involve risk. Other fees may apply. You can visit rbnhd.co slash fees to get more information. This free stock program is subject to certain limitations. The APY on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. And I need to say this, Robinhood Financial is not a bank, but they are a great investing company and I love their app. Break it down. Before we close today, I wanted to talk for a few minutes about something that I've been working on day and night, and uh, my entire team at the North Star has been working on it day and night. I'm not going to be able to share that dream that I mentioned earlier. There is something very special that I am going to move forward that I will be announcing here on the podcast. Of course, this is not that, but you might not have known or understood that The Breakdown is a podcast from the company that we started, the North Star. And we are supported by members all over the country, tens of thousands of generous supporting members. We love and appreciate each of you. Well, we have been working now for three and a half months, almost four months, I think, on a brand new website and brand new apps for the North Star. They're coming there just a few weeks away. I cannot wait for you to see our new website, Uh, our new apps, and I do have a very cool announcement. When the website and apps launch, I am going to be launching a daily column that you can read from me. I am going back to my roots uh, for years at the New York Daily News, even all the way back when I was at the Daily Coast. Before that, I wrote sometimes three stories a day for the New York Daily News, but I'm going to be writing uh, a single bold, powerful, informative story every single day for you to read, for you to be informed by, for you to share with your friends and family, to keep you in the loop. Uh, You're going to be able to get that once the new website launches. Can't wait to tell you more about it. Uh, When the new website and new apps launch, you're going to be hearing a lot more about that here on the North Star because, uh, here on the Breakdown rather, because we have so many new things we're launching. We're launching, when the website and apps launch, My wife, Ray, and I are launching our brand new podcast together called Married to the Movement. 
We got wonderful, wonderful feedback from all of you who listened to our first preview episode. Uh, We've already recorded six episodes. Our first season is going to have eight episodes. We might have a bonus episode or two in there as well. But uh, that's going to be for members only, members of the North Star only. And so just can't wait to tell you more about it. I love the the uh, the team that we work with at the North Star. I'm with them every single day in the office. They're just wonderful human beings and people, and we're working so hard to bring you some some new goodness. And uh, I can't wait to be back sharing a daily column, just breaking down the news in a different way. All right, I've got to run. I'm actually uh, heading into some meetings right now, but I love and appreciate all of you. Of course, thank you so much to Lissandra, who is now our podcast director. And uh, Lissandra uh, just makes so many things work in the North Star and even in my daily life. She's been my executive assistant for the past year as well, but she is now serving as podcast director so that our senior producer, Willis, can just hunker down and focus on producing the podcast. All of the music, all of the audio that you ever hear on the podcast is made and edited and produced and overseen by Willis. So thank both of you and thank our entire team who worked so hard to make this podcast possible. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break, 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 break,